Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. I am Ray Ann Mullins, your host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. And like always, I am so happy that you are here today. So last week, we started the discussion about letting go and taking a leap to live your most fulfilled and happy life. We discussed that, you know, most people actually resist being happy. And many people believe that they only deserve a limited amount of happiness when they do have some happiness, and they tend to sabotage themselves when times are too good or seem too great. And remember, that was called the upper limit mindset. We also discussed about how useless worry consumes most people. And you know what? It's silly, and it's okay to just let it go. We also talked about how true success and happiness comes from your zone of genius. So it's critical to find what you love to do to be a happy person. So taking those concepts, we're going to continue on. Okay, today we'll continue this discussion and we're going to go over just about three more ideas that come up with that were come, you know, brought up in the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. So yes, I'm kind of summarizing for you this book, but also throwing in some of my own ideas and thoughts. And I'm actually not covering the entire book, okay? But I wanted to kind of keep with the theme of letting go and leaping forward. All right, so let's just jump in. The last idea in last week's episode that we covered was talking about the zone of genius. So once you find your zone of genius, it's easy to enjoy what you're doing Time passes quickly and you'll feel in this like state of flow, okay? And once you find that thing that really makes you tick and puts you in that zone, you are one step closer to feeling free and fulfilled. So to further that concept, okay, that feeling that you can get, using a success mantra can keep you in that state of flow and that state of mind, okay? So that's kind of the next key Topic that topic that I want to talk about is using success mantras. So I have talked about using mantras before. They are statements that you repeat over and over. It's almost like a mini meditation practice. The idea is to repeat the mantra over and over. And as you do, you focus your attention and energy on what you're saying. You can think of a mantra like a software program that you're like downloading to your mind's hard drive, okay? So if you want to get even more results, you can seriously take time to meditate, like full-on meditate. But doing just these success mantras are a great start and can really take you far towards reaching fulfillment and freedom, okay? So the author of the book, Gay Hendricks, suggests that you use his specific mantra, Okay, he suggests that you memorize it and use it daily, morning and night. Okay, here is his. 
success mantra. Okay, you ready? You ready? You can like write it down if you want. It is, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day. And I inspire those around me to do the same. Okay, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day. And I inspire those around me to do the same. Okay, one more time. I expand in abundance, success, and love every day. And I inspire those around me to do the same. Okay, here's the deal. I like that and all, but I think that it's best to create your own specific mantra for what you really desire. Okay, but if you just need something to start with, you can absolutely use his mantra, which is very general and covers a lot of areas. So here it is again. I expand in abundance, success and love every day, and I inspire those around me to do the same. Okay, I actually really do like it a lot. And the more I say it, the more I like it. So hmm, maybe I will use it more. But I personally, like I said, I like to use my own mantras that really speak to me. I don't really feel like I need to memorize them. They just come to me. And there's something I can repeat over and over again and truly feel deep down to my bones. So here are some ideas for other mantras. Okay. I like to suggest that you just choose something that feels empowering to you. So let's say that, um, let's say you're a little embarrassed to exercise in front of people. Obviously, I'm not. (laughs) Okay. So maybe going to like a group fitness class sounds really intimidating to you. And maybe you want to go to a group fitness class because you know so many people say how great they are and fun and good workouts and you don't have to think very much. And, you you know, maybe there's all these benefits to going to group fitness, but maybe you're just kind of embarrassed and you're not sure how it's going to go. So you may want to say a mantra like this I am strong, capable, and a quick learner. I am strong, capable, and a quick learner, okay? Because really, maybe you're intimidated to go to the group fitness class because you're worried you're going to look like you don't understand or you can't follow, okay? Or if you maybe another example would be if you want to be a public speaker, you could say something like, I am confident, smart, and bring great ideas to those around me. Okay, see how I'm going with this? So you can just create a statement that will empower you, and you can create one that is valid in the moment or for like the specific goal. So it's okay if you have different mantras for different things. And what I do like about the authors though, is it's pretty general because it covers abundance. You know, abundance can be like, you could be abundant in all things, you know, not just money, not just your work, not just love, but in all all things. Success is the same thing and love. Okay. And then he suggests you inspire those around you to do the same because when we inspire others to be abundant, successful, and have love, then that creates a better world. So gosh, darn it. I do like his a lot, (laughs) but I do believe you should create some of your own too. Something else I want to add here is that I really enjoy using mala beads. So mala beads, in case you don't know what that is, is you use them to get yourself more fully into the experience of repeating your mantra and or prayers. Okay, so it's a necklace and there are 108 beads on the necklace. Okay, it's just like obviously a circle like a necklace is and you start at one end, okay, and there's 108 beads around. The idea is to hold each bead as you repeat your mantra. And by the time you get through the entire necklace, you have said the mantra 108 times. 
Okay. And the idea is that when you're feeling the beat in your fingers, you are creating a physical experience. Okay. So if you're just saying it in your head, that's really great too. But when you actually touch something or look at something, you are using more senses and more emotions. And the more senses, you know, your sound, your smell, your sight, all of those senses, the more you use and the more you can incorporate your emotions into your mantra, the better and more likely you are to believe it and make it happen. Okay. So, and I'll tell you what, I really do love using mala beads and I really feel, I mean, it takes a long time. So you have to be patient because if you're trying to rush it, you're not truly living in the moment or you're not truly believing in the mantra. You have to take your time and repeat the mantra 108 times. And if you do this morning and night, you're going to start believing it. Okay. And, and I want to say this too, that sometimes when you start using mantras, at first it's going to feel a little fake because you're trying to train your brain to think differently. You're trying to create new feelings and new patterns in your mind. So by really taking your time and using the mantra appropriately and practicing over and over, you're going to start to believe it. And that's when things start to change. Okay. So moving on, moving on, our next idea is to know when to use the enlightened no, okay? Um, so the enlightened no, what is that? Let's just say that you are a musician and you like to spend all of your time working on writing music and performing it, okay? Remember we talked about your zone of genius. So let's say that you're this musician and writing music and performing it is your zone of genius. Well, let's say one of your friends comes to you with an investment opportunity. This investment opportunity is a new machine that will help people who suffer from migraines. Okay. <laughs> so in this example, if you are a musician and your zone of genius is all about writing music and performing it, do you think you really want to invest in a machine that is all about helping people with migraines? I mean, probably not. It doesn't fit your interests or your zone of genius. So you would use the enlightened no. Okay. So, you know, I normally say, you know, you've all seen the quote and, you know, I've said it before, but I like to say if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Okay. But now, you know, if someone comes to you with an investment that would help you create more music faster or teach other people how to create music fast, then that may be something that you want to spend your time on. That would be an enlightened yes. Okay. So an enlightened no is, it doesn't have to be an instant no. It can be like weighing your options. You know what I'm saying? We can like look at the, you know, maybe someone has a great investment opportunity. I'm just using investments as an example, but you know, and it's good to, you know, not keep all your eggs in one basket, switch a thing when you're investing. But my point is when somebody comes to you with an opportunity, a question, a job, a whatever it is, if it doesn't fit your goals or doesn't fit into your, you know, line of judgment, then it's an enlightened no. If it does fit your situation, your interests, your likes, and where you want to go in your future, then that would be an enlightened yes. Okay. But it's way more fun to say, if it's not a hell yes, that's a hell no. <laughs> 
Okay, that's way more fun. So anyway, we can get really off track when we start to say yes to things that are not in alignment with what we truly want. Okay, so when you learn to use the enlightened no, then you're going to be a lot happier and you're going to get closer and closer to where you ultimately want to be when you are saying no when you mean it. Okay. All right. Next up is the idea about complaining. We've got to stop complaining to master our time. So time is our most valuable resource. And as I get older, by the way, just having a birthday recently, I'm starting to feel much more protective of my time. I don't want to waste time doing things I don't really want to do. I'm not really talking about chores or responsibilities like around the house and, you know, clearly we have to do those kind of things. But I'm talking about taking on activities, events, and work that I'm just not interested in. I'm not doing it anymore because what time I have left here, I want to use it wisely. Last week, I talked about how many people resist happiness and spend a lot of time noticing all the negative around them and then spend time complaining about it. Well, in the book, The Big Leap, the author suggests that we take control of our time instead of being at the mercy of it. And one way we take control is by acknowledging that we have the control or choice and then take responsibility for it. Okay, so one way to enjoy your time and to control having more of it is to face your challenges and problems up front. Take care of them and therefore free up time later in your life. So this is kind of a silly example, but you know how I am with my example. When you, let's say that you, um, you know, are taking a shower one day and you notice a little spot where you think water could possibly be getting behind the tile, you know, like maybe like some of the caulkings like rubbed off or worn out and you kind of see like a spot and, and you know, you're in the, you're busy and you're like, I just don't really want to deal with it. So you just keep ignoring it, hoping it's not an issue. Well, a year or so goes by and you start to notice that the area around that little spot is kind of soft or spongy. And when you push on it, it kind of squishes in and you realize there must be water under the tiles. Well, this is now a major problem, right? And this leads to getting your entire shower floor ripped out, the floorboards torn out, mold scraped out, a new shower pan, new tiles. And by the way, it's going to take a couple of weeks or longer first of all, to get somebody here to do it and then to actually do it. So during that time, you'll have to find another shower to use and it will disrupt your entire morning routine. So by avoiding the responsibility, you have lost precious time and money. That was an example that I might know a little bit about. (laughs) Hmm, I've done maybe something just like that. So you get the idea here, right? It's like because you didn't want to take the time in the moment to be responsible, you've now created more time and issue later in your life. Okay. So the author also suggests that another way to take control of your time is to go on a complaint diet. (laughs) This is funny to me. How much time do you think you waste every day complaining? Just take a week to notice all of the complaining and blaming that goes on all around you. Okay. No matter what the subject, just take a week or so to listen all around you and hear the complaining. Okay. So listen to your friends, your neighbors, your spouse, your kids, and yourself. Okay. Just try to catch yourself in the act of complaining. And most importantly, try to stop yourself 
when you start to complain about not having time. Okay, we spend a bunch of time bitching about not having enough time. But if we would just act instead of complain, we could get a whole lot done and create more time in our future. How does that sound? Does that make sense to you? Okay. So the whole message that I want you to get from today and last week's episode is that most people go through their life thinking that they aren't good enough to have happiness, or if they do get some happiness, that it's only a limited amount available. And this is not true. When you take a big leap to fulfill your full potential, you'll discover that there are no limits and there really is an unlimited supply of happiness for you and for everyone around you. Sometimes that big leap means stepping away from what you expect of yourself and from what you think others expect from you. Once you really find your zone of genius, you'll know that you can be happy and you can be successful at anything you want to do. You just have to take control. By creating mantras you can repeat to yourself daily, you can stay connected to your desires and stay on track for what you really want. And it's okay if what you love changes or if your zone of genius changes or molds into something different. As long as you are taking control of your time and your joy, you will be rewarded. So now it's your time, your turn to think about these ideas. And I have a bunch of questions for you. So, you know, if you're like driving down the road right now, listening to this, just in your head, maybe answer a little bit, but consider coming back to this part and pausing and maybe writing down some of these questions for yourself. If you're really in a situation right now where you want more out of your life and you're ready to make some changes, then I really encourage you to take these questions seriously and and think them through. Now, if you're out, you know, so like I said, if you're driving or walking and you're not available to like write this down, then, you know, try consider coming back to it. But if you're sitting somewhere where you can jot down some notes and questions, then I encourage you to listen to the question, pause me and write it down. Okay. And then take time later to maybe journal through some of these questions. I really want this podcast to be um, something that gives you ideas and working um, time, like time to work on yourself. Okay. So question one, are you resisting happiness? Where in your life can you see that you are not fully engaging and letting yourself be happy? And why? What is making you feel like you don't deserve happiness? Have you really ever thought about it? Okay, are you resisting happiness? Okay, and if so, why and where? Question number two. Actually, there's multiple questions in each of these, but you get you get what I'm saying here. Number two, if you are happy now, is there something that is holding you back from full delight in your life? If so, why are you letting it hold you back? Or is it really holding you back? Or are you creating resistance because of your upper limit mindset? Okay. So think about it. Where are you happy and where are you not happy? Are you letting something hold you back or are you creating the resistance in your mind because you don't feel worthy of full happiness? Ooh, that was deep. (laughs) Okay. Number three, do you spend time creating useless worry? Okay. Remember my story about the cat and me creating all this bullshit in my head? What are you worrying about right now that is completely out of your control? How would you feel if you could just let it go? 
Okay. Do you spend your time creating useless worry? All right. Fourth question is, where is your zone of genius? Do you have one? Because I bet you do. And if you do have something you love and you're not fully participating in it, let go of your worry and jump headfirst into it. Okay. How can you make your zone of genius more prominent in your life right now? And I just want to say super fast here. Now, let's say that your zone of genius has nothing to do with your career that brings your income into your family and feeds you and your family. And sometimes we can't quit like a fully paying job to just like start something brand new. So where can you now, if this is you, if this is happening with you, what can you start doing to slowly start bringing that zone of genius more into your life so that eventually maybe it's possible to replace, you know, what you are doing currently. Okay. That's just something to think about, but it's really important to find that zone of genius. Okay. Number five, mantras. Do you use them or not? Are you willing to create some mantras for yourself to help you truly deeply believe what you're capable of? Okay. And if you're not already using them, can you see how they are useful and can help you find that creative and happy flow in your life? Okay. And don't forget about those mala beads I told you about. You can find them on Amazon. You can get really pretty ones. Um, There's all kinds of different colors and styles. And they're like, I mean, 15 bucks maybe, if, if even that. So check out Amazon and you can have some by tomorrow to start practicing your mantras. Okay. All right. Number six, can you see yourself using the enlightened no? How much of your day do you spend doing things that you don't love? And remember, this isn't things like washing dishes or putting toilet paper in the bathroom. I mean, how much of your day are you saying yes to people and activities that you don't want to do? And how can you use the enlightened no today? And I just want to throw this out there. If you really hate doing chores, chores like cleaning your house or doing your laundry, cooking, and so on, then what if, like just what if you start living in your zone of genius? What if you could actually hire someone to do it for you? I mean, seriously, what if by living your own zone of genius, you could create an extra income that you could actually stop doing the things that you don't want to do? Okay. At the end of the day, it's all about making choices that create the life that you want for yourself, not what you think others think you are capable of. Let go of those limiting beliefs and what you think you're able to do. Open up your mind. Okay. And then seven, finally, think about going on a complaint diet. Okay. See how it changes your day and your life. Okay. Just stop. Stop complaining. Remember that wherever your focus goes, your energy flows. If you're only thinking of negative stuff in your life, you will start to see it everywhere. And that is not a joyful life. Stop the complaining. Starting right, five, four, three, two, one, now. No more complaining. Okay. I'm totally doing this, by the way. In fact, right after I kind of planned this podcast, I went and made some tea before I decided to record. And while I was getting my tea ready, I said to my husband, um, by the way, we're on a complaining diet. And he looked at me like, what? And I said, that means no complaining allowed. Okay. And he said, okay, are you talking to yourself too? And I was like, yes, because just yesterday 
I got in a grumpy mood and I complained about one little thing. And guess what happened? Then he complained about something. And then that made me remember something else. And then I started complaining. And then he started complaining. And then guess what happened? We were annoyed with each other. And it didn't even have anything to do with each other. We were just annoyed. Like, and then we're in a bad mood. And then we didn't want to watch our our favorite TV show together. And then we didn't know what we wanted to eat for dinner. It literally started this entire snowball of negative energy. And it was stupid. So he said, yeah, I like that. And we gave each other a high five. And I got my tea. And I came up here and recorded this. So. I'm sure you really wanted to know that. Anyway, so I just got to say that when I started this episode, I actually had planned to go in a completely different direction, but it kind of just took on a life of its own, okay? The good news is that I still have some more stuff to say about letting go, so I'll be sure to cover in future episodes. Again, I really hope that you found at least one idea today to help you create forward momentum in your life. As always, you guys, I love to hear from you. I love, love, love when I get emails or um, Instagram or Facebook messages from you telling me what you thought about the the podcast and the episode and how it applies to you. It makes me so happy because truthfully, that's why I do this. Like, you know, I don't like make money from this. I don't have advertisers. I don't. This is purely just something because I love to help people. And so getting feedback from you is enough pay for me. So please shoot me an email at rayannmullins at gmail.com and let me know like what you are going to let go of and how this episode has helped you see things in a different way. And I hope that you have a great week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.